0: Welcome to the WP Builds podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Warmsley and Nathan Wrigley. Hello, and welcome to episode twenty-eight. Of the WP Builds podcast. My name is Nathan Wrigley from pictureandword.co.uk, a small web development agency based in the north of England. And in a few moments, I'll be joined by David Wormsley, who we all know and love, and also by the Titan that is Eric Ham from Cobalt Apps. Now, um, you may have heard of Eric Ham. In fact, I'm sure that you have. He's been behind numerous. Uh, fantastic themes and plugins over the years, but more recently he's sort of had a bit of a switch to extending uh, existing themes such as Genesis um, and Generate Press and of course Beaver Builders theme as well. So there's an awful lot to listen to. He really is a fantastically knowledgeable person with a deep, deep heritage in WordPress, uh, and making it successful for him and his family and just a, an all-round lovely guy to talk to. So that's all coming up. Just a couple of bits of news, just to keep it very short this week, because I want you to get stuck straight into Eric. The first one is from WP Tavern, and it's about the fact that uh, the WordPress JavaScript framework um, debate is heating up, whether or not um, in core they are going to implement Vue.js or React. Um, And it's a bit of a heated debate, apparently, and not that I'm particularly knowledgeable about these things. Vue is a little bit more straightforward to get started with, and obviously that fits in very well with the WordPress paradigm of, you know, you don't need to be an expert to get started. But people are slightly worried um, that it's potentially a little bit too straightforward, Um, And on the other side of the debate are the people who sort of proponents of React and say it's a little bit more complicated and can do a bit more. But it's kind of basically overseen by Facebook. And I think that has um, a lot of people worried because of the privacy issues and so on that Facebook has faced over the last um, several years. Anyway, go check it out. I'll put the links in the show notes. And only one other piece of news. Uh, This is to just give a bit of a shout out to Davinda's site, BasicWP, so it's BasicWP.com, and they're on episode two of their WordPress weekly bulletin. And essentially, if you go over there, he's got links with very short, um, pithy uh, titles, um, and he's broken up into core WordPress, Genesis, and tools for geeks. Um, And he's, I think on a weekly basis, he's going to be putting out his content a little bit like we do with the podcast, but he's going to be um, doing his in text. And and so I probably think that's something worth bookmarking and returning to each and every week. Right. So the news, as I said, would be very short. That's it. Please, if you're listening to this and you haven't already, go to WPBuilds.com forward slash subscribe and get onto our newsletter so that we can spam you with horrible emails. No so that we can keep you up to date with the latest things. But also, if you listen to this on any of the players that we have on our website, there's all sorts of buttons that you can use to share it, and we'd really appreciate that. I'd like to spread the WP Builds love um, around the world, so that we can all, you know, basically, uh, Well, there's nothing else to add there, so that we can all basically, that's it, that's all there is. So anyway, enough waffle from me, I will now step back and introduce you to Eric Ham, Ladies and gentlemen. Hello, today we have Eric Ham on the call. Now you've probably heard of Eric before, because as far as I can work out, Eric is everywhere on the internet. I think David would agree that, you know, over the last few years, Eric's presence has been felt, certainly in the Beaver Builder community, but much more widely than that. So, um, hi there Eric, how are you? I'm doing well. Now, Eric's come on to talk to us today uh, because there's an awful lot going on in his life. He's got a whole load of new products that have sort of been trickling out over the last year or so. But um, as always with these things, and it's a bit of a time-honoured tradition, do you want to tell us a little bit about how you began your journey in WordPress? And you can keep this as long or as short as you like. It's entirely up to you.
1: Sure. Uh, Yeah, so uh, I started back in 2008. Um, I actually had a... um, like a on-site computer service business for about five years up to that point. And uh, I was, it was great when the, uh, when the um, housing market was, you know, artificially booming, but uh, once it kind of collapsed, a lot of my business kind of went out Uh, and I was kind of getting tired of being tied to a specific community and kind of, you know, having that kind of um, physical connection. And I wanted to be able to branch out and have, uh, you know, more of a, you know, worldwide you know opportunity for for business and sales and stuff so i um started you know checking out wordpress and i was going to do the whole you know pro blogger thing and you know make money with ads and everything and this is kind of back in the i guess you could say the heyday of when people thought that was like a really legitimate thing you know i mean it is (laughs) technically for some people but for most people it's not and so you know after making about like ten dollars in about six months uh from google i um i started doing Web design uh, with WordPress. Um, I mean, the, the cool thing was at the time blogging, as probably a lot of people know, it has a great value, but it's not a direct monetary value. Usually, it's usually more of an indirect, either through selling other products or for through connections. And I made a lot of really good connections with some kind of, you know, uh, higher up bloggers or whatever you want to call it. And um. I ended up uh, uh, becoming friends with uh, Leo Leo Babota of Zen mm-hmm. Habits, and and so he he helped me with some stuff, and he actually used my theme Frugal on Zen Habits for a while, and you know just you know he put the little Frugal link at the bottom, and I mean he was really he was really cool about that, and then we kind of worked together on a few little projects, and um, and that kind of really helped. Uh, make, you know, give me some visibility. And so, you know, people like Darren Rouse, a pro blogger and John Chow and a couple of people were, you know, tweeting about some of my products uh, at the time, because I was basically transitioning away from WordPress web design into some basic kind of uh theme you know that's when i started frugal and everything uh and uh from there things quickly ramped up and people started liking my stuff and that was around the time when and i guess this will get into all this but historically speaking this was around the time around 2009 when um this was about six months before headway came out and when the the only kind of no coding design capability and WordPress themes and stuff was, you know, maybe like a few options in thesis and maybe a couple like no no known products that weren't, weren't that good and stuff. And so I came out with Frugal and it had like tons of no coding design options and color pickers and all this kind of stuff. And people really started recognizing, wow, I can actually, you know, do some pretty advanced stuff without having to be a developer. And so that was kind of getting in at the ground floor with that. And then Headway came out, and you know, all of a sudden, people are like dragging boxes around windows and stuff, and they're like, "This is." This is awesome, and um and so uh, that was kind of the beginning stages of this battle of who can create the best you know <laughs> no coding you know capable product or whatever. And so you know that was that was um, really fun because it was really exciting you know being kind of early on with that and everything. And um and this is when you know this is when Genesis didn't exist and um uh, you know Brian Gardner was doing I forgot what his uh, themes were called mm. before StudioPress um but. Revolution. It, yeah, revolution exactly. And so his themes, you know, he had the the themes were basically the actual like magazine style themes. So these, you know, the reason he was doing really well at that point, at least not, one of the reasons was because he had one of the only you know legitimate products out there where people could actually have a website with through WordPress that didn't just look like a single column blog page or whatever. And so, um, and so he was doing really well with that. And um, and he was about to launch Genesis. Um, but this was like really kind of the heyday. So, so it was really fun and exciting and, and, you know, seeing all this stuff change and everything. And, you know, I, I mean, I could go through the history of the last seven or eight years, as far as the kind of significant changes, you know, responsive design eventually kicked in and then page builders eventually and all that kind of stuff. Um, but you know, so that's kind of where I got started. And, um, I would say for me, I was able to get in early enough with a, with a unique niche, uh, that allowed me to kind of build my own foundation and, and build up some momentum mm-hmm. and kind of I think weather some storms that a lot of people that came a little further like a little later didn't weren't able to kind of weather because things change so quickly that if you're not like making massive changes you know a lot of times or if you're not teamed up with people that are you know that have kind of a, a strong place in the you know the marketplace or whatever it's uh it can be a tough tough kind of like you can be I remember you know listening to a podcast once I'm about with, you know, with Brian Gardner, and he was talking about, you know, gone are the days of, you know, making a $100,000 in a month, you know, selling a bunch of, you know, basic themes or whatever. And it's, it's really true, you know, back in the day, I mean, you could make serious money, like just with some, you know, what we would consider really primitive stuff. And uh, nowadays, I mean, the stuff is so much better. And so much of it's free, or, or it's so advanced that, you know, not just anybody can, you know, get a zip file and, you know, and throw, you know, play around with some PHP documents or, you know, and, you know, it's, it's, it takes a lot more knowledge and and everything like that. So it's, uh it's pretty crazy, but yeah, that's pretty much, you know, kind of how I got started. And, you know, I've been doing that ever since. So
0: with, um, with your the beginnings, if you go back right to the beginning, I think, that, by the way, I think this whole idea of the the shifting landscape and the turbulence of what, the industry that you're in is going to be a theme that we're going to come back to again and again. How did you actually get your start with understanding PHP and JavaScript and all of that stuff? Did you Did you go to college and learn all that, or did you just pick it up from 2008 onwards, just being self-taught and interested?
1: Yeah, the latter. I mean, yeah, yeah basically... Uh, I mean, you know, for me, it was I've always been, you know, techie or whatever. And I did the computer stuff, um, but I was more hardware and and like running software, not so much creating it. And uh, and but I've always been interested in coding. And um, I think one of the things another I guess you could say another real blessing for me to be to get in so early was that I was able to grow with The marketplace, and with the kind of the the advance the advancement of the of the like themes and plugins, because anybody who gets in now, if they want to learn, you know, uh, PHP and JavaScript and things like that, um, if they want to actually build stuff that's going to sell and and be like competitive in the marketplace, they have to learn some pretty advanced stuff. Mm -hmm. And so, if you're going from you know you know oh I know some CSS and HTML and I want to kind of learn you know play with some code, uh, you're going to have to really learn some serious stuff to actually be competitive. When I started out, this was back when, you know, a a very sellable theme was literally a a folder with a style.css file, a functions.php file, index.php, you know, whatever, just some basic stuff and you, all you needed to know was how to copy and paste some some PHP code and move it around and maybe tweak some styles and then you could have a a sellable product. And so for me, I was able to come in with some basic knowledge i did the web design which which allowed me to kind of get my feet wet with uh some of the more kind of advanced you know basic coding and then um and then like frugal actually started out as a free non no coding design option theme so it was just like more of a uh typical you know um it had no options or anything like that and um, and so i started out with that and then i moved to frugal premium which is where i started adding the color pictures and stuff and um but really it was it was kind of this progression, this natural progression with the natural progression of WordPress and advancing and stuff that allowed me to kind of spend a couple years, you know, getting better and better. And so when things like, for example, when responsive design became a big thing, you know, a lot of people didn't know about responsive design. And so I didn't have this sense of, oh, my goodness, everybody knows about this thing that I don't and I've got to like catch up or whatever. I felt like I was learning with everybody else mm-hmm. and that was more of a natural you know progression so so for me it really, it was kind of a it was it was a nice way to kind of get into it but yeah I, I i was self-taught but it was a it was a very kind of subtle process that that i don't think you could have the same experience today
0: no i think you're right i think it would be almost almost terrifyingly insurmountable to be faced with well let's say that somebody wants to be you um, in a short space of time, and to accrue the knowledge and and have the product base that you've got, and they want to build up themselves, that, that's not going to happen unless you are some uber genius these days. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. David, have you got some questions?
2: Yeah, well, I'm kind of fascinated because I remember Eric eric seems to be in my life for such a long time now because I kind of remember Catalyst and looking at it at the time, but I just jumped on board with Genesis, and it was at the time, and I I jumped on with dynamic website builder because it matched Genesis. But I was really intrigued by that sort of period of your history because you moved your Catalyst customers to dynamic website builder and, and they all seemed to love that. And I thought, God, that was really clever. But I never used Catalyst to know how you did that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, that it was, um, that wasn't, yeah, definitely an interesting transition for sure. I mean, uh, basically what happened was, you know, so first we had, we had frugal, you know, well, I had frugal and, um, and, uh, you know, frugal was one of those products that I, I learned on frugal. So even though there was a lot of it that was really good, there was a lot of it that was very, um, uh, kind of elementary, you could say, or whatever. And, and you know, I I knew that I like we were going to make some big changes. And and I looked at it and I was like, you know, this really needs to be completely just, you know, redone from, you know, top to bottom, because there's a lot that I know now that I would never have done in the first place, you know, whatever. So we, we, you know, we decided to do a completely new theme. And I say we I actually uh, brought on somebody local at the time. Uh, His name was Seth Atwood. And he helped me um, uh, kind of take things to the next level with, with this new theme. And that was when we ended up doing this, uh, contest or whatever, see who could help us rename frugal basically. And, and, you know, we eventually came down to catalyst this, this was like this massive, you know, set of comments. It was like, you know, hundreds and hundreds of comments along with all these different people, uh, you know, <laughs> making suggestions. I actually remember, um, uh, I'm trying to think, um, I think, you know, WP beginner, Yeah, Syed. Yeah, yeah. He 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 had suggested Axiom theme, for example, and you know you know other people had you know made different you know suggestions and stuff, and we ended up coming up with Catalyst. But it just it was really interesting that there was a lot of people involved in just even simple things like renaming our theme or whatever. And so um, so we 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 named it Catalyst. We recreated it, and um, that was where I feel like. We took things from like this kind of hodgepodge of no coding design options to something that was really refined and and made a lot more sense and and everything. And that's that's when I think things started really kind of accelerating for my business as far as things, you know, um, uh, you know, getting kind of moving forward. We actually even had this. um, I don't know if you guys remember WP Candy. I don't know. David probably does but uh, I don't know. Uh, but it, so that was um, they did this contest it was called Theme Madness and it was kind of like March Madness you know with basketball and, and so there was like uh, to see what community you know the best communities and you know who whatever and people would vote the, for the best theme and stuff and uh, we came in like I don't know we came in a couple spots back from the the top spot or whatever, but we our community was so you know um, active that uh, that it was just really cool to um, to just uh, see how excited people could be about like a theme or whatever. And uh, this was you know, I don't know before we started recording, you know uh, David asked you know about. Uh, talking about you know, do we still want to talk about the future of themes, and I was like, well, you know, what what are themes? And we were kind of joking, but the whole point is that back in the day, you know, themes were everything. Plugins mm-hmm. were kind of like, you know, it was it was even a question, you know, can you really sell a plugin? You know, like, can you really ask somebody to give you money for a plugin? Right? They should be free. The themes are where the like that's where the that's where you ask for money. That's where because it's the significant product. And now we've kind of everything's kind of been flipped on its head, and mm-hmm. things have kind of gone in a different direction. So. Uh, so yeah, I guess um, as far as catalyst, it was uh, it was a really um, nice move in the you know move forward. But what happened was studio, so Studio Press came out uh, with Genesis, and um, uh, that became like instantly the big theme once. Uh, once um, Brian Clark moved away from Thesis and moved over to Studio StudioPress, um, I don't know if you're familiar yeah. with that or not. Yeah. But yeah, so so Thesis went from the top dog all of a sudden. Genesis was the top dog, and um, and so you know that was pretty obvious. But even then, you know I, we our our customers and everything were super, uh, you know like um, supportive, and they're all about you know Catalyst. But I started having more and more people saying, hey, I really love Catalyst, but, you know, a lot of my clients are, are requesting Genesis because that's all they hear about. And so is there any chance we could get some of your some of your functionality on Genesis? And so eventually I created Dynamic Website Builder, which basically put, you know, most of Catalyst's functionality into a child theme for Genesis. And that became so popular so quickly and then I started realizing that that the actual framework aspect of things was kind of my least favorite part of it. It was kind of more the stuff that I did so that I could do the stuff I wanted to do, like all the no-coding stuff and all the hook boxes and whatever. And so at that point, I realized, you know, it would make more sense for me to be able to focus all my attention on that and let people like, you know, StudioPress developers deal with the actual framework. And so... I went ahead and made the decision to go ahead and transition over to Genesis completely, and eventually kind of phase out Catalyst. And so that was a uh, that was kind of how that all happened.
0: Wow, that's a that, that's a. I mean, it was a major product, um, and still is, I presume. I'm guessing that Dynamic still you know holds its own in the in your sort of like arsenal of products.
1: Yeah, you know, honestly, it's um, it's it's still the by it's still by far the biggest seller and uh, biggest revenue draw. Um, you, you wouldn't think it would be, I mean, because it is, I mean, there's no doubt that, I mean, I still maintain it. I still update it and everything, but it's, uh, you know, it's, um, it's fairly similar than it's, you know, that it's been for, you know, the last couple of years. And, um, but, uh, people still, you know, really like it and everything. And I think, you know, the big question's always been, okay, now with, Beaver Builder and all, you know, where does it fit in and stuff? And now, of course, Beaver Themer and this is the big thing. This is like the massive change is Beaver Themer, and we we can talk about that obviously. Uh, Yeah, yeah, we will. yeah, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. But so, so for example, and I think we'll get into this like. Um, you know, you mentioned that I've, I've added a lot of new products over the last year or so. And really what it was is, you know, I've always had like one main flagship product for, for most of the time I've been doing this and, you know, it was frugal and then it was catalyst and then it was dynamic website builder. And even Genesis extender was just really an offshoot of dynamic Mm. that kind of like just allowed people to get a lot of those functions, you know, those uh, features in, you know, with other, uh, child themes. Um, and, and so, um, I kind of always had that, you know, in place, and then once uh, the theme industry sort of changing, and the you know the emphasis on plugins really started kind of uh, becoming bigger, uh, I started realizing the that there was really becoming more and more of a need for supportive products and less for like foundational products, and and for the foundational products like the theme, you really, you know. It's like you either need to find something really unique that's going to set you apart, or you need to be a part of a team that can allow you to to make something like really you know big or or like you know Divi for example or or, or something that that um, is that how you pronounce that by the way I I, hope I, I...
0: think yeah. so yeah <laughs> that's okay that's right. say, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah yeah um but but anyway um so uh, yeah so. Um, so, for example, I know like Generate Press is an example, you know, where Tom, that's his name, right? Yes, Tom, Tom yeah. Osborne, Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I've spoken with Tom on email recently, but uh, but yeah. So, um, uh, you know, he's a, he's an example of you know one guy doing a you know doing a single theme that's really doing well, and that's awesome. I think that's that's really cool to see right now. But that's that's a unique situation. I don't think that's very common. I think most of the really popular themes out there are going to be teams uh, and everything. Um, and like bigger teams, you know, like more notable. And, um, and so, uh, so for me, I I started seeing like, you know, okay, well, where can I, where can I fit in some, you know, you know, some of my own kind of unique functionality and features that, that people like into, more, you know, different themes and, you know, fit in well with some of the new big plugins and things like that. And kind of where, you know, where are these plugins maybe not addressing some of the needs that are still there. And so that's kind of why I started expanding on extender, adding things like child themer, you know, and stuff like that. Uh, but as I said, those, those kind of bring in, you know, like a nice steady stream of extra revenue. but. But at this point in time, I mean, dynamic still, you know, still the 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 more constant, you know, I would say dynamic and, and Genesis extender. It's funny because uh, even out of the extenders, you know, Genesis extender still outsells the other two extenders, you know, yeah. 10 to one or something like that. Oh, or wow. Still.
0: Wow. OK. Yeah. I was well, man, let, me,
1: let me rephrase that. Let me rephrase that. Maybe maybe five to one. Uh, but I would say out of every every time I see an extender sale, it's it's like, you know, Genesis, 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 Beaver. Genesis, Genesis Beaver, Genesis GP, you know, like, yeah, you know, yeah. so it's pretty it's consistent. And, and I think that's because, uh, there a lot of the, I mean, it's been out a lot longer, like years longer. And, uh, and the, and it's still, you know, it's still, uh, there's still some notable reviews on it by Terry Dills and, um, Chris Lemma and, you know, people like that. So I know, I know there's, you know, certain reasons why it's more, uh, you know, popular in that sense. Um, but I also think that Genesis still is, even though it's, kind of you could say you know it's not as uh exciting anymore it still is really one of the most popular frameworks out yeah. there still even know, though I think a lot of people are moving away from it
0: I was that there, there there was my question really in that last sentence you're uniquely positioned to understand that that shift because you 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 know your products are well several of them are uniquely bolted into Genesis is it it feels to me like it's huh if I say the word declining I'm gonna get I'm gonna get a big telling off but it, it feels to me like its popularity is waning do, do you get that impression?
1: Well okay so check it out you're you're right I do have a unique you know position in, in talking about this because I'm I think part of what makes my position unique is that I'm one of the few people that have kind of always been like an outlier with Genesis and and I don't mean that in a negative way but just um, what I mean by that is like uh, um, they you know, so let's see. Like when when I first came out, uh, when I first transitioned over to Catalyst, um, we I talked with them and they actually offered to sell Dynamic on studiopress.com and uh, you know and just do a 50/50 split. And at the time, I was just like, I really didn't want to do that because I I felt like I knew sales would increase significantly. But, you know, I didn't want to do twice the amount of work for half the amount of money or what, you know, I just Mm. and and even if even if it ended up becoming, you know, making, you know, I mean, I probably might have helped me, you know, in some ways. um, I just wanted to kind of just keep third party. And and, but I appreciated that they were, you know, willing to kind of, you know, work with me or whatever. And then uh, a little while later, uh, Design Palette Pro came out. Right. Um, Are you (laughs) familiar with that? I've heard of um, it okay yeah yeah so, so design and so i'm probably advertising for my competition but that's okay uh, uh so <laughs> design palette pro comes out and that's you know um that's a really good product in it and it came out like um just supporting a few child themes and then they you know naturally expanded uh um you know to kind of cover the i think at this point they're probably covering almost all the at least the the in-house themes and so you know it provides like no coding design options but as a plugin. So, you know, it's kind of like a lot of what dynamic gives, but in plugin form. So it's not just dynamic. It's a lot of things, you know, like I said, I'm probably just totally, you know, outselling my <laughs> own product, but, uh, but, but it's one of those things where, you know, I mean, I, I could sit and, you know, I could sit and, you know, say, and you know, all the things that I think, you know, are better about dynamic or, or this or the other thing, but, but overall it was, a, it's a solid product and it was certainly competition for dynamic. And so, um, and so that came out and that kind of became their, their, the thing that they uh, seemed to promote, it, they were selling it on studiopress.com, uh, you know, and and they were um, – that kind of be, became their thing. And I know that became more popular in some areas. And so uh, that – I noticed sales dropped, you know, notably around mm. that time and, mm. and things like that. And I can – I mean I could tell you specific instances where, you know, something would come out and then sales would drop and then something would come out and sales would drop. And, you know, you could really – it was very um, – clear, you know, the the competition, you know, uh, and that kind of stuff. Um, and so I'd have to make adjustments and, you know, just kind of, you know, work with what I had or whatever. But as far as Genesis and everything, um, I guess what I would say is that what Genesis has done is ever since they merged with copy blogger um um, they have been quickly working to do you know software as service you know Mm. you know SaaS stuff and so which is great i mean that's that's those are the money makers right there and so uh you know because people are always asking oh is is genesis ever going to have a license right is ever going to have like a yearly subscription and maybe they will i know carrie dills at some point said that they're potentially talking about at some point but but the thing is Genesis has kind of been always the gateway drug into the copy blogger, you know, sphere of SaaS services or whatever. So um, so they did, you know, they had the um, uh, the hosting. What's their hosting called again?
0: Um, um, uh, um, stu- stu- oh, goodness. Um, Chris Lemmer promotes it, doesn't he? Um
1: nice.
0: I think it's studio. I- I'm going to look it up. <laughs> you carry on. I'll go and find out. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so synthesis. Isn't it synthesis? Oh, yes, yeah, no, that's
0: it. it. That's the yes, one. it is.
1: Okay, if they, if that is it, but anyway, so they did that, and then they've got um, they've got several other things, but then they recently they did Rainmaker, right, and stuff. That's what I and was so thinking.
0: They, that was where I yeah, was thinking,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So they've done all these software service type things, and and really what they've They've they haven't done any significant updating to Genesis, and it's just very clear that their their focus and their emphasis has been, at least for now, for a while, last couple of years, on those on those kind of renewable you know solutions or whatever. And I think what so in other words, I would say they shifted to more of those kinds of things to where um, I think their business model is just naturally kind of uh, moving away from their emphasis on um on the product on the theme itself and everything so for example i know i've talked to brian several times about brian gardner about you know about genesis and making sure you know hey is the 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 framework itself is going to stick around as pretty much as is for a while like in other words so my products won't just stop working all of a sudden because, you know, you've made some major change. And he said, you know, his thing has always been, no, we, we want, you know, we've got such a big community of people that rely on Genesis to be Genesis that, you know, even just third party solutions that aren't even in our sphere of whatever we're doing should be able to rely on Genesis to mm. kind of stay as a solid framework and everything. So I would say in a lot of ways, the fact that it's kind of this old reliable now it, in a lot of ways is great but i at the same time i don't see it as so much for them as as a, as an issue i just think that their business model doesn't really emphasize their theme anymore yeah and 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 therefore it that's just how it's naturally going to be yeah. but because of that people that want to really kind of focus on the product and not so much their service i think a lot of a lot of that is where there's a shift and there is a shift you know there's definitely a shift in with those kinds of customers over to Beaver Builder, Generate Press, uh, and things like that, and and I, I wouldn't even necessarily say everybody's moving away. I just think that people are are more open to using different themes. Where you know a lot of the people used to be diehard Genesis people, maybe now that's that's just one theme in their toolbox. Mm. You know now they they're you know people are using you know Beaver Builder, people are using Generate Press, and and you know Divi and things like that. So I, I guess yeah you
0: know, the the um i guess the fact that it's not revolutionizing things as it once did um and yet there is a revolution going on elsewhere um and people like me we have we have wandering eyes don't we we're always after the shiny new object and the things which will shave minutes and hours out of our day uh, our working day and so you sort of you cast your eye away from um, genesis in my case and you find other solutions like like beaver builder and its theme or genesis uh, sorry generate press um i've got a sort of slightly peculiar question in that you've so you your, your business is hinged utterly on wordpress so you, you rely on wordpress and then you've you've hinged it on top of wordpress on top of genesis or or generate press or um or you know the beaver builder is that is that something that you you know you find sort of slightly frustrating that you're constantly beholden to two or three layers of other people's stuff working for your stuff to work and sell
1: yeah Um, I mean, for the most part, it's, it hasn't been an issue. I think, you know, I've had enough, uh, I've I've had enough, you know, years behind me to see that that's rarely been a real issue and there's also enough flexibility in, in being able to like port things over to something else. I've ported so many things over to so many different things in, you know, (laughs) over the years that it's really not that big a deal. And so like, if something, you know, if some, I mean, I've even, you know, I, you know, for me, you know, absolute worst case scenario, if, 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 if everything blew up and all that was left was WordPress, I would just create my own framework again and then build off of that. So, you know, it's really, it's really not, uh, you know, uh, that scary of a thing, but also I've seen, I've just seen so many things kind of s- make these subtle changes over time. I've never seen like such massive changes that all of a sudden things are just, you know, breaking, you know, things like that. So
0: yeah, that was, it was interesting. Cause you just stole my next question, which was, are you kind of, do, do you have uh, pretensions, ambitions of doing your own, standalone product um, in the future because I, I don't know of anything like that that you're developing or or what have you right
1: you know I not no not really I, mm. I've thought about it on and off and I've even had people um, you know suggest it and everything but I think like as we've mentioned several times now uh, you know kind of gone are the days of you know of creating your own framework and then having your you know everybody come over to you and you know relying on everything that you do um, like I said, there are unique situations, you know, generate press with Tom and everything. Um, and I'm sure he has, you know, some people helping him and everything, but for the most part, I know he's, you know, he does most of it, you know, as far as I can tell and stuff, but you know, I mean, I, so I could, like I said, there's a lot of work involved. I mean, once you do the foundational stuff, um, you also have, there's just a lot more on your plate as far as, as, um, more stuff relying on you instead of you just kind of being a kind of a side thing or an add on that, you know, isn't, you know i don't know you're 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 kind of closer to that foundation and therefore um you know i guess there's a little more um that you need to be kind of aware of to kind of keep things, you know, solid or whatever, yeah. you know, with changes in WordPress and whatever. But yeah, I don't know. For, but for the most part, no, at this point, I don't really have uh, any aspirations in doing that no. as far as I know. But it could change.
0: It gets a bit lonely, I think, if you're pushing those products, you know, and it's not working out. And, you know, like you were saying, Tom doing Generate Press, it's all worked out very well and that seems to be thriving. But for, for every Tom, there must be a dozen, probably more um anti toms if you like, who are right. struggling and, and it's really hard. Um and so I, I get it. I can understand why you
2: why you wouldn't want to do that. Yeah. David? Eric, Eric what yeah, Eric, what's your thoughts on these new wave of uh themes that are built particularly for page builders? So the specific like this Astra Ocean WP page builder framework which has come out. Do you think do you think these are um themes that you'll be invited to extend as well to to using extenders for these? Or do you think that's kind of the only themes that you will uh, extend using your Genesis extender, Beaver Builder extender, if, you, if that yeah. makes sense?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, um, I think it makes total sense. And I think, you know, you could almost call these um, like, the, I don't know, these are... Uh, bec- the page builders fill in so much of what used to be completely... The themes responsibility that a lot of these other themes are able to um, come out and not take on such a large load of functionality requirements, yep. and so uh, with that, it's it's I think it's uh, it's kind of it's it's nice because you can create something a little simpler and a little more focused on just you know like, let's put it this way. Um, right now, with the with a, a full blown theme, and then you've got your page builder, and then you've got all these other things. You feel like you're putting so many layers on top of layers that like there's a lot of overlap, and 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 you feel like there's a lot of like extra stuff that doesn't need to be there. And so and that's what you know you've kind of got old technology with new technology, and you push it together and make it work. And so these I feel like what these new themes are are becoming more like okay let's get a, rid of the overlap. And just plug right into what's left over after the page builder does its thing, and so I think they're totally useful, and I think it makes total sense. Um, and I mean, for example, Ocean. I mean, I think, I think you know, Child Themer supports it in terms of you know you can create an Ocean. Uh, child theme with it and, and edit it and everything through through child themer but and uh, you know something like that but as far as like extender you know I may and do that with stuff but like one of the big requirements with any theme for extender to be you know useful is for it to have a bunch of hooks right yeah, so yeah. you know um, so for example if you know I'm pretty sure ocean if it does have hooks it's only got a couple or something and it's just not that useful I mean hook boxes are only as, use, as, only as useful as the amount of hooks on yeah. your you know, <laughs> on your in your theme or whatever so so you know that's kind of that um uh so yeah i don't know i i said a bunch of random stuff <laughs> <laughs> that's great i like that <laughs>
0: do you um do you do this you've sort of alluded to this but I, I want to sort of get the specifics do you do this um by yourself largely
1: I really do. You know, I, it's funny nine times out of 10. If you hear me say, we, I really mean me, you know, (laughs) uh, uh, and and you know maybe some of that's to sound bigger or something, but most <laughs> of it's just because I've trained myself to say we because sometimes it is we. I mean, for example, uh, I mentioned Seth Atwood. You know, for, he was uh, he was uh, on board. He was an employee of my company actually. For uh, the only other employee of my company, actual official employee employee of my company, uh, years ago with when helping with Catalyst and a few other things, um, and uh, he was on board for like a year and a half or something like that. Um, but other than Seth, uh, David Mayfield, um, who's just been, he's been helping with emails and, and support on the forums. And he's just kind of like my, he kind of is my eyes and ears for stuff that I can't pay attention to while I'm working or de- developing or whatever. Um, so he's been helping out since pretty much since back in with, with frugal and everything. Um, and so he's just kind of, um, He's somebody who's just been helping out, and he's been a real blessing. And then, uh, and there's been a few other people um, in the forums and stuff that I really have appreciated their help with and everything. But for the Mm. most part, as far as like, as far as the the majority of like, you know, obviously pretty much all the development and 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 most of the you know business running and everything, yes, it's it's me, period. And I, you know, I think the only reason I can say that with any confidence is because I've been doing it for longer than most people that I know, and so at least I can say, hey, I didn't, you know. I've survived this long or whatever so um,
0: you'll be here you'll be here when the rest of us have gone Um, (laughs) did you sort of do you do you um, what's the word being a solo person do you do you do all that from home or do you take space in an office or because I mean I I sometimes rarely but I sometimes get a little bit lonely and I sit here twiddling my thumbs thinking boy I wish there was somebody's a natter too
1: Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. So I had um, I had an office. Uh, We recently moved to a new city, but um, my old the old city we lived in. um, I had an office for, you know, uh, from frugal all the way up till about last year. And um, uh, and I used to I go through periods where I would go there every day, like, you know, kind of like a job. Um, But uh, on and off, I would end up working from home. And then and then now I've been working from home every day for, you know, since our last baby was born, which is almost a year ago. And um, Mm -hmm. so, yeah, I I think for me, I found that like when I go to the office, sometimes it would be like, ah, you know, it's perfectly quiet and I can focus. But more often than not, I found that, like you said, kind of lonely and and um, it felt too much like a job, like I was going to, you know, to my work or whatever. And so thankfully, the house that we live in now has really like a real deal office, you know, space uh, in it. And so I can really kind of feel like i'm going to my office and yet i can you know walk you know 20 feet and be you know either at in the kitchen or playing with the kids or or whatever and that's really kind of how i prefer it i feel like i just feel more natural in that kind of situation
0: yeah i I love being at home i have an office and i never ever 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 go ever (laughs) it's a complete waste of money but i have it yeah because i might want to go uh, but I really should lose the office. It's of no value to me whatsoever. I'm like right. you. I like to nip to the kitchen and put things in the oven and go outside yep. and sit and you know on the lawn and play with the kids and all of that kind of stuff um yeah that's...
1: even even things like for example um you know I, I hated having to pack a lunch you know like having to okay you know get this, <laughs> and, this and, then, and then you'd have to you know do i need to microwave something while i'm there you know whatever whereas like you said at home I, I literally just you know i eat my breakfast brush my teeth and then i just walk into my office i answer some emails do whatever and a couple hours later you know i might be like i'm hungry i'll go up and get a snack you know it's just a more natural situation and i definitely prefer it for sure yeah
0: my uh, my dad used to work um, from a home office, and he used to uh, change his shoes. When the shoes were on, he was at work, and we knew not to not to mess around. And when the shoe, when this particular type of shoe weren't on, then we we you know we could interact with him and whatnot. And I've kind of adopted that only with Birkenstock sandals.
1: <laughs> nice, nice. Well, you know, that sounds exactly like Mister Rogers. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. the, the sweater and the shoes. So, yeah, <laughs> oh dear. I mean, are
2: you disciplined with your office times, or do you just work when you fancy?
1: Well, the when like you know, so you know, I I know you guys know this, you know, I have four four boys, you know, eight, six, four, and eleven months, and so you can only be but so disciplined as far as like you know yours, like uh, a lot of times it's really when our kids will let me work, and 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 you know, I mean, for the most part, we've my, both my wife and I've kind of worked it out, so we we have definitely times I would say around. From roughly nine in the morning till about four in the afternoon, um, I've been able to work consistently. But we've definitely gone through times where maybe the babies just kept us up so much. The four-year-olds like, you know, going crazy and the the older boys are bored and blah, blah, blah. And, And, you know, it gets to a point where, you know, it's just the house is much more uh, serene when I can actually help out in those circumstances and stuff. So I I think for me, what I find is when I'll go through periods of time when I'm on a project and I'm really focused and I'll wake up in the morning and I'll I'll know exactly what I need to do that day. And my wife knows, she can kind of tell when I'm in that mindset and she kind of does her best to, to kind of take over when that comes because that's when I really get stuff done. Um, and so during those times, I'm totally like nine to five, I'm working period but then other times i might go through periods where maybe in between projects or or i need a break or whatever and that's when you know i might work for an hour and then walk upstairs and be like hey let's go to the park you know and we'll just go and play with the kids and come back have lunch and then maybe i'll you know do a few more hours in the afternoon or something so And I love that. I love that kind of flexibility. I feel like when you've got a family, especially, it really is nice to be able to, you know, work when you're driven and you've got the energy and the focus and something to do. And then when you've got downtime, you don't feel like you're just kind of, killing time you're actually you can make use of it and spend time with your family or whatever so
0: yeah you don't want to you don't want to miss that time that's for sure it's wonderful stuff and it's not to be missed although yeah you do so. sort of sit in your office sometimes twiddling your thumbs thinking oh i need to get on with this but i want to go and play tig in the car <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah it's great Okay, so let's shift a little bit. Um, you've you've just sent a, an, an email out recently where you sort of like announced a, a new way that you're going to um, productize or, you know, sell your products. Do you want to talk about your your new angle on kind of like the all-in uh, model that sure. you're going for?
1: Yeah, yeah. So um, uh, I guess a week or two ago, uh, I got an email, um, you know, I'm, I'm a Uh, Signed up to the you know Easy Digital Downloads newsletter, and you know they always anytime there's a new add-on that comes out, I get it. And so all access is one of their new add-ons, and um, it kind of intrigued me. You know, it was a way of, and it integrated nicely with their licensing. uh, So. Uh, basically it allowed it allowed you to s- say give you know access to all your products or a specific bundle of products or whatever. and if you have the licensing add-on, then it integrates with that so that you can offer your customers uh, a single license for all your products. And so for me, you know when when I just had dynamic and Genesis extender, it didn't make as much sense. Mm. but with now that there's you know lots of different extenders and there's Child Themer and FPCSS builder and all this stuff, um I've had more and more customers kind of like say, you know, I don't really know what to get. Like I can tell, you know, I could benefit from your stuff, but I'm not sure which one to get or yeah. or I want a couple of them and yeah. or whatever. And um and so this gave me I felt like at this point with like 6 products uh or whatever, I felt like it was time to uh it was a good time to to do this so yeah so now we we've got all um no notice i said we but anyway Um, (laughs) uh, (laughs) you and the kids (laughs) uh, yeah exactly Uh, so now we've got um we've got uh all access um as 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 an option and basically what that does is it gives you access to every single product sold uh on cobalt apps and not only now but in the future so it's kind of basically a way of saying hey If, you know, if you, if you give us this amount of money and then every year it's a 40% discount from the, for the renewal and you, you know, whatever, anytime, you know, with this, with this thing, then that's kind of the threshold of. We're going to give you whatever we make on CobaltApps.com. So that's the all-access, and it's still a yearly subscription and and everything, and there's the renewal and everything. But it gives you the ability to just have all of our tools uh, at once, and then it does give you that one license. So, for example, if you're using lots of different products for different themes and whatnot, you can just keep that one license on hand instead of having to go back and figure out which one you need need Uh. to grab. Okay, so you got the one, the,
0: the 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 string, the code. There's one of those for the entire suite of products. All six yeah. is covered. Oh, that's good. That is good. Yeah, yeah. So you've got the six products laid out on the website um, as part of this all access package. Uh, at what point do you think it pivots as as being good value to go from one, two, three, four, five, or six into let's just go all access? Would it be after the first three or four or
1: right? Yeah, I would I mean, to be honest, I would say, for example, if you're using just one theme, you're probably not going to benefit from all access uh, because you're only going to want at least, you know, at most you're going to use one of the extenders and maybe child themer, or or you're going to use one of the extenders and maybe you'd use dynamic if you're using Genesis, you know, so you'd use Genesis extender and dynamic, but, you know, for, if you're depending on if you're using dynamic specifically or using a a child theme, but even in that case, you're really not gonna. It's not gonna be worth the extra cost, or it's gonna be, t- you know, tight. Uh, but I would say if you're using multiple themes, if you're using Beaver Builder, Gener- Generate Press, Genesis, or maybe two, at least two of those, uh, and so you're using several of the extenders, you're using Child Themer, you might be using Dynamic on occasion and st- stuff like that. I would say that at that point, all access would probably make more sense, especially since, like I said, um, you know, as we come out with more stuff, I mean, that'll be just yeah. thrown in. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it
0: strikes me that, that there's maybe something in just trying it out for a year, you know, um, and just see you, people like to explore, don't they? They don't want to be limited. Well, by that's, not, that's a good
1: point. You know, Yeah, I was going to say that is a good point, because a lot of times, too, I, I'll tell you, you know, what's really interesting. And this is kind of a random thought, but I, I've had a lot of people um, email me and basically say uh, they, they're they're like they'll actually base their future theme on. On which of my products they prefer the most yeah so in other words they're like I want to use your products and I, I want but I want to try them out and whichever one I like the best I kind of want to go that direction with the theme mm-hmm. and uh, it's really interesting so for, uh, for example I've had people say you know I'm, I'm, I've been thinking about moving over to say generate press from Genesis but I really want to try GP extender with it and see how that feels and if it doesn't feel like a, you know like I really like I might just stick with Genesis so I think you know that is where you know, like you said all access could give you the ability to really kind of play with everything and, you know, worst case scenario, you're out, you know, a few hundred bucks and, you know, you got to try everything and maybe you have more information yep. on what how to move forward but. and
0: you, you obviously support them all really well and you do loads of video tutorials and that that was kind of why i was asking if it's just you because everywhere that i see um this these products it's you on the videos and it's it's you writing the blog post and all of that kind of stuff and so you support it well which brings me segue neatly into the next yeah, that's question a good segue. <laughs> thank you uh is you recently launched a product i'm gonna say it was four months ago that could be completely wrong uh, called Cobalt like WP, that. which was essentially a uh, an all-you-can-eat support service. And you 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 didn't limit it. It was kind of like, come here, we'll support you with whatever problem you've got, with some caveats. And then a couple of days ago, you said, actually, do you know what? This is going away. It hasn't worked out. Do you want to tell us about wh- why you started it and why you're finishing it?
1: Yeah. So, yeah, um uh, so basically, uh, and I remember you had even mentioned that you you had sent me a link uh, from your, one of your previous podcasts. And you're like, hey, I mentioned Cobalt WP and I yeah. listened to it. And, and I remember you said, you know, something like, you know, I have my own concerns about the, you know, the pricing and everything. But, you know, we'll see how it turns out. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no. <laughs> that's the only so, time. Um, oh, that's right. <laughs> but no, um, it was one of those things where, you know, it was interesting. I knew going in that that it was underpriced in terms of if I'm going to really be able to provide uh, you know, kind of like all out, you know, support for whatever. And, you know, lots of resources and things like that. You know, that could be expensive as far as a time consuming thing. Um, but I, I wasn't I was interested in being able to uh, kind of branch out on some of the uh, on some of the support stuff. And I knew there were just there were so many people that would come to me and say, I know this is beyond regular support, but I really love to hear your thoughts about X, Y, or Z. And I wanted to be able to do that, but I, I, I had to have some kind of price tag on my time. Uh, but I couldn't, um, I didn't, I couldn't do it like, on a you know, random, like, you know, uh, okay, I'll do it this time that, you know, but it's going to cost this amount of money. I mean, I love to help. I used to, when I first started, I used to just help all the time, you know as much as i could but it got to the point where i was so inundated with with support that was just so well beyond like actual product support that i was actually neglecting um development and i was like i realized okay this isn't helping anybody and so you know after a while you have to kind of make adjustments so i was trying to you know just hoping to be able to kind of provide that through there and then just have enough compensation to to make it somewhat viable but what i the thing was, it wasn't about the money. It wasn't about the time more than anything. The biggest issue I was having when I didn't just, I just really didn't notice it until I got into it was that I kept running into situations where I would, I like to organically provide so, stuff. I don't, I, am not huge. I'm not really good at like thinking about like, pre, you know, pre-thinking you know, okay, let's, let's, let's provide this tutorial. This will be useful. I generally like to you know, to run into a question, somebody has a problem, and then I solve it with a tutorial. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and so I, I was um, running into that, you know, I was getting these organic, you know, questions and stuff. But I kept thinking, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to spend time, I'm going to create this tutorial. And this is going to be something that 1000s of my customers could really benefit from. And I'm going to have to hide it behind these closed doors. And that kept really, I kept having a hard time with that. Because then I was thinking, well, I guess if, if I, because if I show it to everybody, then I've then I've taken away the value of Cobalt WP. But if I just put it in Cobalt WP, then I'm like purposely hiding stuff that I know that my customers really could use. And so it was kind of this almost moral dilemma, and I and I, I kept running into that. And there was a few other things too that that made it less than ideal. But I, I got to a point where I was like, you know what? I would rather spend this time producing the same content giving it to everybody and then letting everybody benefit. And so then I, and then I, that's, that's when I've, you know, ran into, okay, well, how can I, how can I pull out, you know, nine months early or something, uh, you know, for the people that have kind of been the early adopters and stuff. Cause I look at these people as people that are actually, they have confidence in me and they are, they're actually like, you know, putting forth, they're putting their money where their mouth is for their support for what I do and everything. And I was, and I felt like I really needed to make sure I honored that you know, that support and everything. So I was trying to come up with something that was like above and beyond. And so I was basically, I sent out an email and I was like, you know, explain the situation to all the people that, that, you know, that were members. And then I offered a specific thing based on the three tiers. There was the basic membership, premium, and the pro membership, and basically offered extensions to licenses or even in some case, lifetime licenses uh, for products of their choosing uh, as a way of basically making up for, you know the time and money investment that they had given uh and their just their support for for you know me trying this new project and everything and 99% of the people were actually you know not only understanding but really excited about the kind of offer that i provided and everything and so it really it worked out well but it was yeah. definitely a, just kind of a learning experience and you know you yeah know,
0: that's so. really amazing that 99% of your um, customer base who signed up for that were were just cool and that kind of speaks volumes doesn't it um, we seem to be surrounded by communities, certainly David and I in the Beaver Builder community. It's just that is typically the response, generosity and kindness. And, you know, right. people are going to be thinking about you um, and why you pulled out and not just oh, the, why did he, oh, you know, I was paying for that. They're probably thinking there's a good reason. He's done it for good reasons. And, you you know, you give him something in, in return and you explain it all. It sounds sounds good to me. I'm sorry it didn't work out. I, I wish it had um but yeah i guess all good things come to an end don't they
2: yeah, right I, i'm pleased uh that you tried it actually and i love the way that you do things because it's always open and honest and you preface everything with you know i'm trying it out so everybody knows what they're signing up to i think yeah
1: yeah yeah well no, know and i appreciate that And i, I was going to say too um what nathan was saying you know i i periodically will say something to the effect of in an email or a newsletter i'll say something like you know you guys are awesome you know i really i'm really blessed to have uh, uh, such a great group of, of members, but that's not lip service. You know what I mean? I think that's the thing is like, it it's it's so true, um, you know, uh, people can, you know, get all excited about a new product or they can, they can you know, tell you how awesome you are or your company is when they're kind of getting what they want, but it's when things don't work out or yeah. when things maybe go a different way that you kind of see their true colors. And like I said, more often than not, I like you said, I, I feel like I, I always seem to get that kind of positive, like then, you know, I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt or, or, you know, I really appreciate it anyway. And I've seen that in other communities in WordPress as well. And, and I think that's, it just says a lot. And it's really uh, definitely makes for a, a a positive work environment and everything like that yeah cool.
0: I, I just sort of wonder because you are the face of it all, and everybody knows it 's you and it 's not some sort of entity with you know um a foyer and six wings of offices and you know thousands of employees you you wouldn 't feel the same sort of connection, would you? everybody knows it 's you, and everybody realized that you you didn 't do this to to sort of you know waste anybody 's time or money. You did it because it looked like a good idea and then it didn 't work out, so you decided to to sort of mothball it and and so it's you know it it was a direct relationship between you and another person and people can deal with that very differently than if it's just some sort of faceless organization so yeah, yeah don't you go getting all massive on us now <laughs>
1: six,
0: six years from now there'll be a, a foyer and a wing with a thousand employees called cobalt sure. apps
1: <laughs> probably not though.
0: no no maybe yeah. not Hey, thank you, uh, David. Uh, how you How do you think we've done? We're on, we're on quite a lot of time, actually. We're on sort of like fifty five minutes or so. Um, no, and I, w- I wanted to ask a little bit
2: about Thema as please well. Please do, because do then, because I, I think
0: we, I was going to say we can probably get a few more minutes, but go for it.
2: Yeah, we'll get a few more minutes because we we're talking about the future of themes, weren't we, a little bit? So, just Thema coming out for Beaver Builder, and I just wondered what Eric's thoughts were and how that uh, impacted on Beaver Builder Extender.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, so, so, I mean, I would say if I could talk about it from a couple different angles. I mean, from a user standpoint, I think it's awesome. It's, it's so much fun to play with themer because like, especially when I started out, um, you know, years ago, uh, the idea that I could just like, uh, especially, I mean, as you guys know, headers and footers and even the, the, the actual post loop to be able to like go in and just start dragging stuff around in those areas is super cool right i mean it's voodoo it is man and it's really awesome and i mean i and i understand the you know i understand the jquery and the the database interaction and all that kind of stuff but it's complicated like a lot of that stuff is is to really make it all work and work well um like uh like and i'm totally blanking what's the developer's name again
0: justin booser and yeah justin yeah.
1: yeah justin does such a good job of of not only providing the functionality but doing it in such a way that's very smart and so i know like chris lemma for example you know he he did a huge page builder uh thing you know a couple years ago uh review and of course his favorite thing was beaver builder and um and uh he, you know his thing that he pointed out which is so true is that with beaver builder um the if you you know if you deactivate it, uh, yeah, you lose the styling and stuff, and it's not you're not it's not ideal. It's not like you're going to use it and then deactivate it on purpose. But if you deactivate it, you're not just left with a gazillion short codes. It's it's real content that they put in there, and so so it's really cool. I um and I but the themer really takes takes it to that next level and makes it so you can finally start getting into those other areas that usually require a lot of coding and and manipulation and stuff. So I from a user standpoint, I think it's super cool and fun and everything. From a business standpoint. They're the devil. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. So, from a business standpoint, there's no doubt. There's no doubt that it's taken. It's that I would say it has one of the biggest hits on, um, say, for example, dynamic website builder because it used to address a lot of the things that, say, even Beaver Builder page builder couldn't, you know, dig into. Uh, and like you said, then we talked about some of like Oceans and and uh, some of these other kind of like niche page builder themes that just say, hey, I'm just going to throw in just the necessary stuff and make sure there's not a bunch of overlap and then, you know, they'll do their thing. And so that's why these are becoming popular. And so, um, you know, so there's no doubt that there is a, um, that there is, uh, for sure, uh, you know, some competition there and everything. Uh, but like I said, that's why I've, spent the last year you know shifting away from themes as you know as far as kind of my main focus and more trying to be play more of a supportive role and so I've kind of had to uh swallow my pride a little bit and say you know what like I'm gonna I'm going to do, I'm going to try to fill in the gaps that are still there and do it and, and continue to do it well and support and everything like that. And so that's what I've kind of tried to do with the, you know, the extenders and child themer and stuff like that. Uh, so, you know, and, and, and just I want to say this, I know some of my customers are going to be listening to this and who a lot of our customers really do use dynamic still and they use it exclusively and it's there they still love it and they're they're terrified that it's going to go away or whatever and i want to be crystal clear like dynamic is not going anywhere and dynamic i believe is still going to be a strong seller for for a while to come and i and i do look forward to finding a way of making dynamic um like significant and relevant in this page builder arena, you know, in the future, and so you know, we'll see kind of how that happens. Um, but but in its current state, for sure, you know, dynamic has definitely um, kind of take more and more of a back seat with the with the way something like Beaver Build has really gone further and further. So you know, that's kind of like the two different perspectives of it. But I my biggest thing is. Uh, If it's a really cool product and it does really well, you know, my my perspective is, you know, good on them. Uh, I get to play with it, which is fun. Uh, And then it just gives me more, uh, uh, you know, reason to to buckle down and and see what I can do to kind of, you know, work with that instead of, you know, just getting all frustrated or whatever. So that's kind of where, you know, where I've been over the last year or so. Mm
2: Yeah, well Dynamic saved me the other week in fact, you know, a lot of my sites are with Dynamic and, you know, there was a couple of times where I needed to hook something in simply. Now, I've been using the Beaver Builder theme and Thema as well. Well, I wouldn't have been able to do that with that setup. So, I was really grateful to have Dynamic on those sites where I needed to update. So, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah, and
1: just but, uh, I was I was going to mention, yeah, you that know, that's that's cool and everything and I was going to mention, I'll tell you right now, the the main the, the thing that I've always kind of kind of move toward and unfortunately I don't think it's just the most popular thing in the world but uh, I've always been all about providing coding solutions and this is kind of seems backwards because it's always seems like it's been no coding but I've always been all about providing coding solutions that are accessible to non-coders and so what I mean by that is like if you give somebody, you know, a functions.php file and say, "Okay, I want you to start manipulating, you know, I want you to add this banner above the comment section and uh, you know, put this script over here and maybe remove the header, and, you know, it, it, part of the header and replace it with such and such, you know, they wouldn't know where to start with that. But with something like custom hook boxes, for example, uh, with the front end hooks map, you know, with, yeah. with the PHP builder, you know, there's all these tools that that are there that once you kind of get the hang of it and kind of see how they work. Uh, I've had so many people tell me, you know, uh, you know, they'll be like, yeah, my customers will ask me if I can do A, B, and C, and I'll be like hook boxes, you know what I mean? And and it's, you know, it's one of those things where, um, uh, you know, so it's one of those things where I feel like there's a unique aspect to a lot of my tools, especially the Mm. extender plugins. um, And then dynamic has extender basically built in um, where, where, you know, the, all the no coding drag and drop front end stuff doesn't touch on. And I feel like that still is one of the areas that I think is a niche that I have. My biggest thing is I either need to market that better or, just accept the fact that that you know people are just going to still they would always rather just drag and drop and if they and they just don't want to touch code if they if they ha- possibly you know can but like you said david like there's just you're going to run into times when you're going to need to dig a little deeper than like a a, a drag and drop front end you know, builder or something's going to give you and to be able to fall back on something that's still accessible through your WordPress dashboard or whatever, as opposed to having to, you know, whip out your FTP and your code editor and kind of make, make do with your functions file, you know, is I think really useful still. So,
2: yeah, absolutely. And I'm proof actually of what you're just saying there, because things like the PHP builder taught me so much about how to use the theme and how to insert the kind of code and what it was about. So, yeah. I'm exactly what you're describing. I learned through dynamic website builder.
0: Yeah, I, I think I think the, the the sort of key message there is the complexity is not going anywhere, is it? The 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 simple the 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 low hanging fruit is has just got a lot easier in the last yeah. year. Um, yes. But that's not where your target audience is. It's the the more the the, the relatively difficult stuff um and that's not going away uh, as far as i can see so yeah i, I i'm sure that, that that you know you'll be here and we'll probably have you on hopefully at some point in the future talking about it all yeah. again um with your new idea that's built upon something else that's come along in the last six
2: months right yeah exactly because <laughs> we don't know what's going to happen
0: but um ocean extender yeah yeah <laughs> yeah
2: yeah what's that what's that ocean extender yeah, Ocean Extender,
0: there you go. There you go. Well, uh, I think, David, unless you've got anything to add, we're, we're literally bang oh. on an hour. Should we, um, should we knock it on the head there? I think so. Okay. Um, in which case, Eric, um, I don't know if there's some particular thing that you want to push or promote or just say, you know, I've got this offer or, or not or anything, you know, just your Twitter handle it could be. Uh, we'll just feel free, have the floor for a, for a minute or two to just promote or say whatever you like.
1: Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, to be honest, man, I <laughs> I never have any of this stuff. I, don't, I spend almost no time on Twitter. You can uh, definitely find me uh, on Facebook on occasion or whatever. Uh, but, you know, for the most part, I spend my time at CobaltApps.com. And if you guys ever want to get in touch with me, just go to the contact form on CobaltApps.com and shoot me an email and that's – we can, you know – go from there or whatever. There's also the community forum, which you could post in, but I may or may not see, see that. So I, I'm just, I'm terrible online. I really am. Like I, <laughs> I used to be, when I first started, I was all about like, you know, I had, I had LinkedIn, I had, you know, I had Twitter, I had Facebook I had all that stuff. And, and I was huge on, you know, that was back when like, um, stumble upon was big and I'd stumble my posts and stuff. And I, I think I got so tired of all that, that, uh, I just, yeah, I'm really just, yeah, just shoot me an email. That's
0: yeah, probably that'll one. do. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> um... But yeah, good luck. I hope that your um, products continue to go from strength to strength. I know that David in particular has made massive use of them and an awful lot of the people that I speak to on a regular basis have used them extensively, talk about them a lot. So you've done an awful lot of good and helped an awful lot of us out. So thanks very much indeed. Appreciate it.
1: I appreciate it. And you guys, um, you know, I appreciate you guys having me on. And, and, uh, you know, I've listened to your, you know, several of your podcasts and, and, you know, I think you guys do an awesome job of, of bringing out great conversation, you know, to, in these specific communities and everything. And so you guys, you know, keep doing what you're doing and everything. Yeah. And, um, and, uh, you know, I hope all the best you guys. The check is in the thank mail. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah, th-
0: thank, thank you. Right. In which case we'll sign off um, in the sort of usual way. We have this cheesy music, which sort of fades in slowly, but surely, but uh, yeah, assuming that's all going to work and the cheesy music, music is coming in. I'm going to say goodbye from me, Nathan Wrigley from picture and
2: and it's goodbye for me, David Wormsley. Cheerio, and... And me, <laughs> Eric yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I
0: like it. <laughs> professional True. to the end. <laughs> right, goodbye, guys. Speak to you soon, and hopefully hear you on the next one.